We're keeping it local for you, Butler and Grundy counties. It's the all-new 99 The Wave. You're tuned in to 98.9 KQCR Parkersburg, an on-the-go media station. The following is a production of Radio On The Go Sports. Find everything all right? Yeah. Five, clean up on aisle four. Clean up in produce. Seven days a week. Price check on honeydew. Whipped cream on aisle ten. Did you find everything okay? Yes, we did. Oh, good. KQCR 98.9 FM proudly presents the Brothers Market Football Coaches Corner. Along with our segment supporters, KQCR welcomes Brothers Market of Parkersburg and Grundy Center as our title sponsor for the weekly conversation with our local high school football coaches. When you need game day groceries or food for every day, shop Brothers Market, open seven days a week. Here on KQCR this morning, talk with six area coaches about their team, their players, past games, and future opponents. It's a cart full of football meat and produce. The Brothers Market Football Coaches Corner, coming down the aisle to you, next on 98.9 FM and the KQCR stream through RadioOnTheGo.com. Welcome to this week's edition of the Brothers Market Coaches Show. I'm John Moenkel. Happy you're with us today for this week three edition. Let's run through the Friday night scores. As aired on 99 The Wave, North Tama defeated AGWSR 34-18. Applington Parkersburg comes from behind to defeat South Harden 35-26. North Union shut out Belmont Clummy 46-0. Southeast Valley beat Clarion Goldfield Dows 28-20. Clarksville beat Janesville 36-15. Osage beat number 8 in 1A Dyke, New Hartford 15-14. Number 1 in 1A Grundy Center beat Pella Christian 38-6. Hampton Dumont Cal shut out West Marshall 43-0. Clear Lake beat Iowa Falls Alden 63-6. And North Butler beat West Fork 25-0 as aired on 104.9 KLMJ. We'll take a time out. We'll hear from AP head coach Alex Pollock to get the show started next on the Brothers Market Coaches Show. Digital coupons. Check out the digital coupons on the Brothers Market mobile app this week. Some great buys when you have those and show them at checkout, including Fiora bath tissue or paper towels for just $3.99. Cafe Valley four-pack of muffins for $2.99. How about Johnsonville ground sausage or patties for $2.99? And avocados are just $0.49. Get these deals by getting the digital coupons off the Brothers Market mobile app and shop Brothers Market in Parkersburg and Grundy Center this week where they treat you like... Like family. Welcome back to the Brothers Market Coaches Show. Talking to AP football coach Alex Pollock after a 35-26 to win over South Harden here on a Friday night's closed non-district play. Uh, coach, uh, looks like a pretty entertaining battle here for someone who didn't have a dog in the fight, but um, you guys, I understand, got down 26-7 to in the first half, but then stormed back for the win. You shut them out in the second half. Just uh, walk me through this one and how you guys were able to come back from that deficit and uh, win this one. Um, it was uh, it was a roller coaster, it really was a roller coaster of emotions. Um, you know, we uh, did not start off great. Um, had quite a few turnovers in the in the first half. Um, you know, had some had some uh, fumbles in there and stuff like that. And you know, we just didn't tackle well early on. And that's a credit to South Harden. They're they're much bigger than us and a really physical team. Um, you know, but what I love to see was uh, you know our guys battled. We were able to get it back within a touchdown at halftime and, you know, got a lot of momentum going into the halftime break there. And, um, and then just in the second half, you know, just, I thought you can see our guys starting to believe. Um, and we ran the ball, we ran the ball a lot. Um, and just, you know, you can see things starting to click 
for for a lot of our kids. So it was it was a it was a game of of heart, no doubt. Um, it was a game of no quit because our guys could have done that when you get down three scores early. But um, overall, just really proud of our guys uh, for all that they uh, all the effort that they put in this week. Yeah, and so uh, fans of this game uh, are, would have noticed that uh, you changed up your uh, offense a little bit, uh, running stuff out of shotgun. Uh, tell me a little bit about this change and uh, how this uh, ultimately came into play here this week. Well, it's not something that we wanted to do. Um, it was kind of out of necessity. You know, we, uh, we we didn't have any any healthy tight ends on our roster at the moment. And, um, you know, our, our traditional wingback position uh, – you know, it just wasn't, it wasn't working out so far. So, um, you know, we were kind of forced to make changes and we made some, some drastic changes um, just to, you know, really fit our skill set a little bit better um, and also put a little bit more on our quarterback. Our quarterback had to make some decisions tonight, um, but, you know, Gavin Thomas is a kid that, that can handle those types of decisions. And you can, you know, when I talk about you know, as things got went moving along, getting confidence, he was he was that guy. Uh, he looked like he had been running that offense for years. By the time the third quarter rolled around, so um, it's it's something that, like I said, something that we had to do. But ultimately, you know, we're always going to want to run the football. And and by the time the second half rolled around, we did. And um, just fun to see all those all that hard work, all those sleepless nights, really pay off. Um, and and to see our kids start to believe it in what we we're doing. Any specific like turning point in this game that you could maybe uh, point to that, you know, you really start to started to feel the momentum change to your direction? Um, you know, I think we had a, a pretty big defensive stop in the in the second quarter that, um, you know, if they if, if South Arden would have scored, it, it could have got out of hand. Um, but we got we got a big interception. I think it was a Gavin Thomas interception, um, you know, that that was huge. Uh, ultimately we turned it over a couple of plays later, but the field did flip a little bit more. So, you know, we were able to, we were able to keep them out of the end zone again. So I think that was, that was really a big turning point. Um, and our defense came up big in several different occasions tonight. You know, we weren't, we weren't always the most consistent group, but um, they fought really hard. We had some, some guys that hadn't had a ton of varsity experience yet um, really step up and make big plays and, um, you know, just fun to see our guys with the, you know, with the next man up mentality come on into the game and, and make an impact. Uh, without any stats in front of me, um, who kind of stood out? Let's uh, let's start on uh, the defensive side of the ball as um, as far as maybe, I don't know, some of the leaders on the defensive side tonight. Who, who kind of stood out in your eyes tonight? Well, you know, I think I thought our defensive line as the game went on, I thought we, we started to play much better. Um, and it, and it's fun, you know, you get a two score lead in the fourth quarter, you know, you got a bunch of guys rushing the passer and stuff like that. So I thought, you know, really, you know, guys like Jackson Mulder and Niall Peterson and Gabe Mostak and, and, uh, you know, Colton Harkin and, and Gavin Allen, all those guys came in and, and I thought they played really, really well up front, uh, as the game went on and, and that made life easier. I thought a kid like Cooper Hoff, who, you know, he could look back at his last game and say, you know, he didn't play great, but he came out and I thought, um, uh, he played one of his best high school games of his career. So, um, you know, it was just, it was, it was, it was fun to see our guys run around showing some emotion and really having a good bounce back game after a, a disappointing one last week. Yeah, and then uh, you would talk about Gavin Thomas on offense. I think he, I heard like he was 15 of 25 passing tonight, something in that range. Um, just talk about him being able to shoulder that load after 
you know, the most attempts you had in a game this season uh, coming into tonight was uh, looks like it was 15 uh, before tonight. So uh, talk about that uh, kind of him uh, taking more of a, a load in the passing department tonight. Well, we, you know, obviously we we called a couple more pass plays, but, you know, we gave him the the option to to throw the the quick, um, you know, the quick horizontal game ball. You know, we gave him the option to do that. So just if it was open, we wanted him to take it. And early on, we did hit some some quick short passes that I think really widened their defense out a little bit. Um, and then, you know, that allowed us to run the football in the second half, I really thought. So, um, you know, we feel like we can we can put some more on him um, and we're going to have to. I think this offense is going to have to evolve even as we go forward here. And, and really, it could be it could be a lot of fun. Um, you know, the, the possibilities are endless, you know, as long as we can execute them and know what we're doing. So um, Gavin's going to have a full load. Um, he's going to he's going to have to study the playbook a little bit more um, just to make sure we're doing things right. But, you know, he's the type of kid that will do it, too. I'll continue my conversation with Applington Parkersburg football coach Alex Pollock next on the Brothers Market Coaches Show. With over 70 years of combined automotive experience, here's more about choosing Pit Stop in Parkersburg. Pit Stop Auto Service and Detailing is your trusted vehicle care solution. AC, tires, brakes, routine maintenance, cleaning, detailing, and more. We'll keep your auto running right and looking sharp. Visit Dean, Gary, or Colton in Parkersburg. Pit Stop Auto Service and Detailing. This is Dean Everts. Trust your vehicle through Pit Stop Auto Service and Detailing. Highway 14 North, Parkersburg. Pit Stop, your home for winning service. Now this from AP Appliance Heating and Cooling. Get the laundry pair that you can use to conquer pet hair like a pro with the Maytag Pet Pro system. The built-in Pet Pro filter in the washer visibly removes pet hair on any cycle, while the extra-large lint trap in the dryer traps and removes additional pet hair. This is Michelle at AP Appliance Heating and Cooling. Come see us today to see how the Maytag Pet Pro system works. This is AP Appliance Heating and Cooling on the corner of Lincoln and Highway 57 in Parkersburg or on our website, apappliance.net. Years of planning and months of construction have come to completion, and Parkersburg's all-new Greenbelt Bank and Trust is now open. With the most modern technologies combined with a comfortable atmosphere, the new Greenbelt Bank and Trust gives you the best banking experience. Leading the way throughout North Iowa and now Parkersburg. Hi, this is Kyle Rice and our staff looks forward to showing off our new digs. Stop by right across from Quickstar in Parkersburg. Greenbelt Bank and Trust, member FDIC, equal housing lender. So to have a comeback victory like this under your belt like this, um, still fairly early in the year, um, just talk about how that can, you know, hopefully maybe if you get in one, in another one of these scenarios down the road, maybe it'll allow your team to have s- still some more wind in its sails, you know, know that they have the capability, you know, to, to come back and, not hang their heads, if you will. Yeah, you know, I think that brings up a good point. I mean, I think, you know, being down 26-7, and it was pretty early, um, but I think that that there was a turning point in there where, you know, one more score, and sure, we would have, you know, like you said, hang our heads, and um, then it could have become a really long game. But I thought, um, you know, once we we got a little bit of momentum, guys started believing again, and that's something that, you know, as you're you're moving forward – um, I think our guys got to feel confident that no matter what, um, we can be in the game. And you know, with this offense that we're that we're trying to establish, um, I think kids got to understand that you know we we can be a quick strike offense we, if we have to be. You know, we can um, get back up to the line and run plays. We can run more plays in a game if we want to be. 
And so really we should never be out of it. You know, we could, we can always have room, have time for it to come back. So we'll, we'll see, like I said, we'll see how this evolves. And, um, you know, as long as we can stay somewhat healthy and, um, you know, I think we've got a shot, no doubt. Yeah. So, uh, non-district play is over now. You finish, uh, that portion of the schedule two and one. Um, what do you think are some of the biggest takeaways from, uh, from the, these, these, uh, first few weeks of the season, as you get ready to head into district play when the games really start to matter next week? Yeah. I mean, I, th I think we're seeing kind of who we are at this point. Um, you know, we're, we're, we're dinged up. There's no question about it. We are, we are really dinged up. And so, um, when those guys do come back, um, we will be, I think we'll be a lot better team because of it. But in the meantime, you know, we got to keep, um, keep evolving, um, because we're going to have to, I mean, our district is, is by far the best district in class one, a, uh, we've got some, some really good teams, um, some big physical teams in there. And, uh, you know, we're going to have to be able to you know, really just, just play physical and play bigger than we actually are. And I thought that's something that we did a really good job of tonight is just, you know, playing hard, um, wearing down our opponent and, uh, you know, like I said, putting a lot of pressure on opponent by, you know, hopefully being a little bit more of a quick strike offense. Yeah. And when it comes to, um, MFL Marmac next week, uh, that's a team that, you know, depending on the poll you look at, they're highly ranked. I think some polls have them number, number one or number two. Um, so a really big challenge uh, for you guys next week, but what's the outlook at least initially here for MFL Marmac? Well, they, I mean, they're really good. Um, if they're not the best team in one, a they're, they're one B. So, um, it's, uh, they're, they're a tough physical team. It's, it's not fancy. It's, it's honestly at the beginning of the season, it's what we wanted to be. Um, they just do it really, really well. And, uh, you know, we're going to have to play great. We're going to have to, uh, move the ball on offense. We're going to have to, um, you know, create turnovers, uh, which is something we did a really good job of tonight. Um, but we're going to have to play a great game. We really are. And, uh, our kids again, can't hang their head at any point if we get behind. And if we, if we get ahead, then, um, you know, we're gonna have to put the foot on the gas and, and, and go for more. So it's, it's going to be fun. You know, I think our kids feel good about where we're at right now. And uh, I think our coaching staff feels excited about their uh, willingness to learn and, and improve. All right, I think that about covers it, but anything else you want to share about your team right now? Uh, no, just, you know, like I said, extremely proud of them. Um, you know, with a great crowd tonight, it was a, it was a fun atmosphere getting to see our, our student body, uh, you know, sing the fight song with our kids after the game, I thought was, uh, that's what happened in Parkersburg is all about. And so it's, you know, it's a special place. That's why I'm here. And, uh, you know, really just this time of year at happened in Parkersburg is so fun. So thank you everybody for showing up. Thank you, everybody, for a good homecoming week and uh, really looking forward to week four. All right. AP football coach Alex Pollock, thanks so much for the time, coach, and we'll catch you next week. All right. Thank you. Radio on the go keeps going and going and going. KQCR has you covered from Cedar Falls to Hampton and beyond. Welcome back to the Brothers Market Coaches Show. I'm joined by Dyke New Hartford football coach Don Betts. The Wolverines fall to Osage 15-14 to on Friday night. Uh, Osage ends up scoring 15 unanswered in the second half to uh, come back and beat DNH. Coach, uh, thanks for joining me here today. Um, your team scores there was two uh, those two touchdowns in the in the first half once again, all in the second quarter. Um, walk me through this one from your perspective and uh, how things uh, ultimately came up short last night for your team. Well, it's another one of those uh, close ball games that uh, we seem to be in the habit of playing in this year. 
Um, holy cow! Um, I thought uh, it was it was a well played game on on both sides. It really was another great high school football game. If you didn't have a a dog in the fight, um, you know we we came out I, I thought and played well early. Uh, first quarter was, was scoreless, so both teams kind of pushed back and forth a little bit. Um, we we were inside the fifteen in, in the first quarter on a long drive, and, and we lost it on downs. And uh, that kind of became the theme for the night for us is that we had some nice drives, but we just couldn't finish and end up getting points out of them. Um, we put a long drive together in the second quarter, and Noah Borchardine um, had a 20-yard touchdown run, uh, held them to three and out right away, and uh, put together another five-play drive. And uh, uh, Michael Walston scored from uh, a couple yards out. So, um, you know, 14 to nothing. I, I thought that uh, uh, we had established our running game in that first half. And, uh, um, you know, defensively, we had been able to uh, – uh, keep their high-scoring offense pretty quiet. Um, third quarter, uh, we had a nice drive to, to start the, the third quarter in and just couldn't couldn't finish and get points on it. Um, and their big plays uh, bit us. They had a 56-yard uh, touchdown pass and, and uh, went for two and made it 14-8, to eight, and that's how the third quarter ended. And then in the fourth quarter, uh, we kind of, traded drives back and forth, and, and they put one together midway through the fourth, uh, got a five-yard touchdown pass out of it, kicked the extra point to go up one. We drove down inside their 30 um, late in the game and uh, turned it over on downs, and they just kind of killed the clock. So, um, you know, it was it was a, a great high school football game. We made a few too many mistakes once again to, uh, to get the win. Um, just just couldn't finish some things. Um, we're making progress. We just uh, uh, have uh, not been able to uh, to finish a couple games here at all. So great effort by our kids. So really proud of our effort. Yeah, it seems um, maybe the the theme, at least for the first couple games here, first few games here as well, is uh, maybe consistency and just you know having having a solid quarter, and then uh, kind of the the rest of the game, you're not able to. Um, to find the end zone at all is that is that something that uh, you kind of see and like if so like how how is that something that you're able to like how, how do you go about you know coaching that up you know being consistent throughout the ball game I'm sure kind of can kind of be maybe a little bit a, a little bit tough right yeah it's a little frustrating it's frustrating for everybody the kids are frustrated um, with it also um, the, the thing about it is we we knew our offense would be a work in progress we've made great progress with our offense. Um, you know, we're, we're not to where we need to be yet, but um, our, our kids are making progress with it. And we saw a lot of good things out of, out of our uh, running game last night. We, we ran the ball well up and down the field on these guys. And then it just gets to the, the point where you've got to be able to finish those drives and get points. And uh, we, we weren't able to, to do that a couple of times. <clears throat> Excuse me. And, and that's what ultimately decided the game for us. I thought defensively we played well. They they have a high scoring offense. Holy cow. And our kids played well. Um, you know, kept them pretty much contained. Um, gave up a couple in the second half to them, but uh, um, we, we probably should have hung a couple more on them uh, throughout the game also. So we're getting there. It's just, uh, you know, you, you play a, a knuckle buster of a schedule like we have against some really good football teams and 
the results don't show up as quickly as you want them to. But uh, we're making progress. Yeah, so uh, about your team's offense last night in the second quarter, you scored those two touchdowns. I was able to go back on uh, on the YouTube stream and uh, and watch uh, watch those two touchdowns, and uh, it seemed on those two scores, especially the the blocking was really well, really good up front. I think on Noah Borchening's uh, longer run, he was almost untouched, uh, except for maybe the very end. And then uh, when Michael Walston had that short touchdown, similar story. I mean, the the blocking seemed to be on point, and he was able to. Find Follows, follows guys up the middle for the score. Um, what what was going right for your run game, especially in that in that second quarter and uh, kind of as a whole here throughout this game? Yeah, I, I thought we kind of had them on the ropes. We had the running game going. Uh, we were running right at them between the tackles, um, which I, I think was the, the right way to attack that team. Um, and and uh, we we had them on the ropes. They they were tired, um, you know. Unfortunately for us, halftime showed up um, I, because I thought if we could have gotten the ball again, had another opportunity, we could have marched it down, put another one in. Um, I, I thought we played well offensive line-wise up front for the most part. Um, you know, and, and those those guys have, have gotten better. Um, uh, when when you look at, at the young kids that we had up there, you know, Tate DeVer, um, Lou Texter, Colton DeWall, um, Dawson Dietrich is a sophomore and then Zach Edelman senior, you know, those, those guys, um, have really gotten better as the season has progressed, but it's, it's that consistency. Um, you know, we, we had things rolling that second quarter and, uh, you know, in third quarter, even the second half, we had our running game going pretty good, but we just couldn't make the, the one play when we needed to, uh, in that, in that second quarter. Um, our passing game uh, is still a work in progress. Uh, there are times that that looks looks good, and there are other times that uh, uh, we just have to be better at it. And that's an area that I, I know those kids are working hard at. Our quarterback and receivers work really hard in practice trying to get better at that, and and they will. But uh, it just uh, wasn't quite enough last night to get it done. And then uh, on the flip side, uh, defensively here in this one, um, y- you'd mentioned you know several times that uh, Osage has a high high flying offense. Uh, they scored twenty four against St. Ansgar, forty five against Gardner Hayfield Ventura. But what were you guys able to? Uh, even though it ultimately was in a losing effort, what were you guys able to kind of pick out uh, on film study throughout the week? And um, you know what kind of game plan were you able to put together for this uh, for this high powered Osage offense to hold them to just those two touchdowns? That quarterback of theirs is, is the real deal. He's, he's a special player. And we uh, wanted to make sure that he uh, didn't run the ball on us. We made it a, uh, um, just a, a passing game against those guys because I, I thought we matched up well uh, with our secondary with their wide receivers. And we were pretty much able to take their running game away from them. I don't, I don't think they ran for hardly anything against us last night. Um, and they, they quite honestly didn't have too many drives that they put together. Um, they had a, that uh, long touchdown pass where our kid was right there and they both went up and theirs came down with it. And, um, ours fell down and, and they had that long touchdown pass. Those things are going to happen. Um, and then they had uh, a fairly short drive in the uh, fourth quarter, their game-winning drive, and, and a big play of, of that series was once again a long pass. Um, and we had two kids right there with him. All three of the guys went up, and their kid came down with it at the five-yard line. And uh, 
um, you know, we I, I thought we matched up well with their secondary, our secondary versus their receivers, and, and our kids played their tails off back there in the secondary. Um, uh, we, we had an interception. Uh, Carson Costello picked one off last night. Um, Jace Jensen, uh, Tyson Bennett, and uh, um, Devin Lotz all played really well in our secondary for us. Uh, we weren't quite able to get as much of a pass rush as, as I would have liked, but we were able to contain the running game. So um, I, th- I thought it was a good game plan. The kids played hard. Um, we just, just came up that, that one play short. I'll resume my conversation with Dyke New Hartford football coach Don Betts next on the Brothers Market Coaches Show. Your future is important to PSP Insurance Agency and Grinnell Mutual. That's why you can trust them to provide you with personalized service and a full range of insurance coverages you can look forward to. They'll be there when you need them so you can trust in tomorrow. For all your insurance needs, contact Tom Beving, your local Grinnell Mutual agent at PSP Insurance Agency in Dyke today. Trust in tomorrow is a registered trademark of Grinnell Mutual Reinsurance Company. They say it's time. It's hard to believe, but your local Landis Co-op says it's time to line up your fall fertilizers. Landis Cooperatives in Dyke, New Hartford, Green, Packard, Ardale, and Plainfield welcome you to stop by or call to order what you need when it comes to dry fertilizers or anhydrous. Your farmer-owned Landis Co-ops have agronomists ready to help you with all your fertilizer needs to make your land as productive as possible. That's Landis, proud to help sponsor the Dyke, New Hartford portion of the Coach's Corner each Saturday morning with Radio On The Go. I now resume a conversation with Dyke New Hartford football coach Don Betts on the Brothers Market Coaches Show. So big picture here, um, you finish up non-district play, and one and two, a gauntlet of a non-district schedule, but you, you your team competed well, um, two one-point losses and a two-point win. So, um, you know, that being said, what are kind of your thoughts as you wrap up non-district play? What are some of the biggest takeaways um, now that uh, now that the games are going to really start to matter uh, starting next week? Well, we've still got to find that consistency offensively. You know, that's that's one thing that we have to be able to do. And we've taken steps in that direction. I really like the progress that we've made uh, with our offense. Um, I, I think we've kind of found our our offensive identity uh, with our with our running game and those uh, two uh, running backs we've got. They they do a great job. Our offensive line play is starting to come together. I think. Um, you know, our passing game. Still has to improve, but we've taken made strides there also. Um, the other thing I, I really love about this team is uh, their effort and how they battle and fight all the time. Uh, there's not an ounce of quit in this team, and uh, they just keep battling and hammering away and, and playing hard. And those those things long term will, will pay off for us. And uh, you know we we're we're what four points away from being undefeated and. Um, four points away from being 0 and three, you know. So um, it's it's been a uh, a real physical um, knuckle buster of a, a non district schedule, but I think our kids have have responded really really well, and I'm proud of of the effort that they've given. Uh, I'm proud of where we're we're at. Um, we just we have to keep getting better. It doesn't get any easier in this district we've got, um, but. Uh, um, I, I think that, that we're in a good position as we move into district play. Uh, we've, we've played some tough competition, and that just makes you better. 
Yeah, in a tough district for sure, um, you know, depending on what polls you look at, four of the teams in that district are ranked. And yeah, you start with one of them next week with Sumner-Fredericksburg, a road trip up there. Um, they are ranked uh, number 10 in some polls, I believe. And so uh, what, what's kind of the initial outlook for going up to uh, face them on the road next week, a team that uh, you haven't faced in uh, quite a few years. I believe 2015 was the last time that you guys played them. Yeah, they're uh... – they're they're still a tough physical run the ball down your throat type football team, but they've been able to add the passing game in this year, and I, I think that's what's uh, really made them uh, even more dangerous is their ability to throw the football, and uh, um, they bring back a ton of of talented kids. That junior class of theirs uh, is pretty special, and uh, um, they've been been able to to get a couple of really nice wins. Uh, there one last night, uh, you know, they hung a lot of points on, on old line, like 58 points, I believe on them last night. That's a, a heck of a lot of points against anybody. And, uh, we're going to have to, uh, be able to slow that down and, uh, uh, score some points ourselves. And, uh, I, I think it'll be a good battle. I really do. And, uh, it'll go a long way to, uh, determine, uh, what the playoffs are going to look like down the road, I believe. So it's uh, it's a huge game for us this week. All right, Coach, uh, any final thoughts you want to share or any other of your players uh, that you would like to recognize for their efforts last night uh, before we wrap up here today? I thought our entire team played their tails off. I really did. Um, I'm so proud of the effort that our kids give uh, and uh, uh, how hard they play the game. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm frustrated and, and hurt for those kids because uh, the effort is definitely there. And, and uh, um you know, we'll we'll uh, lick our wounds here this morning and uh, over the weekend and get back at it Monday and uh, uh, we'll go from there. So, All right, DNH football coach Don Betts, thanks so much for the time, coach, and best of luck next week here as you start district play. All right, thanks, John. More is coming up next on the Brothers Market Coaches Show. Getting ready for a tailgate or maybe a watch party this weekend or maybe just regular dinner or lunch. Stock up on your groceries and save with Brothers Market in Parkersburg and Grundy Center where this week they have 85% lean ground beef for $4.49 a pound. Gator Egg 8 packs for $5.99. Top sirloin steak for $6.99 a pound. Gala apples come in at $1.29 a pound. Best choice beans or tomatoes for $0.88 cents each. Plus they have some other great digital coupon deals on the Brothers Market mobile app. So check that out as well and save on your grocery needs at Brothers Market, Parkersburg, and Grundy Center. They're open seven days a week. It's now time for my conversation with AGWSR football coach James Cope on the Brothers Market Coaches Show after the team fell at North Tama on Friday night. AGWSR football coach James Cope, a 34-18 loss here on the road to North Tama tonight. Uh, man, you, you take that early lead, but uh, uh, after that, uh, things kind of went sideways, unfortunately. Um, some uh, some turnovers there in that first half uh, kind of put you guys behind the eight ball early, it seemed. Uh, as you kind of look back at this one, what are kind of your initial thoughts as far as, you know, breaking this one down, you know, your team's second loss of the year? Well, John, I think I told you a pregame interview that, um, you know, to win this game, we were going to have to win on both sides of the line. And... Uh, you know, I you know I haven't seen any film again, and and we're still standing on the field. So, uh, but you know, we did not win on offense in the line, uh, and we we put different offensive line combinations and stuff in. And um, to North Tama's credit, nothing worked. So, um, 
you know, I don't know what we ended up statistically, but obviously we were 16 points short on the scoreboard and we really didn't move the ball until, you know, maybe the one thing I'll, I'll give coach Hubner credit. I think we were in a little bit better condition. You know, uh, we weren't cramping at the end of the ball game and we scored in the fourth quarter. You know, did we wear them down? I don't know, but we didn't wear them down enough. You know what I'm saying? So, um, but, but yeah, I mean, we're not one of those teams that uh, can be put down behind the sticks on penalties and, and be successful. We're not one of those teams that um, is gonna light the scoreboard on fire and, and come back from, what did we give up? Three turnovers mm -hmm. or four. So that puts us behind the eight ball. Uh, you know, I'll credit our kids. They, they fought hard, I thought, in the second half and fought to the end of the ball game. But um, we did not do the things that we needed to do coming into the ball game to be successful. And, and that's why we're one and two and one and one in the district. Yeah, so in the second half, especially North Tama really seemed to rely on the option. And I knew that they were a team that was kind of capable of some different looks like that. But is that something that um, maybe you weren't quite uh, prepared to account for the option because it seemed like they were able to run that with a lot of effect tonight. Well, yeah, and it, it was more of a like a, a counter. I mean, it looks like read option, but they, they pulled two of their linemen. And and we did, uh, we worked on that all week, and, and our DNs know that they've got to squeeze. Uh, and sometimes we squeezed and we got a tackle for loss. Sometimes we didn't squeeze and there was a huge hole. Uh, to complicate things, I was trying to, uh, you know, do some different line games with our linemen. So sometimes we'd pinch, sometimes we'd twist. Uh, and if they caught us in a counter or that, that option play, I know what play you're talking about. If, mm. if, if they caught us in that and I had our tackles pinching, uh, just by what we were doing defensively, we would almost create an extra gap. So. Sometimes it was just their right call against a, a bad timing call on my part. Um, and, and the kids uh, weren't put in a good position to be successful. But, uh, you know, sometimes we're going to find on the film, too, that we didn't do what we're taught to do, and that created a problem also. So a combination of all those things, uh, you know, I, I can think of probably five calls for sure where, you know, I was hoping to make something happen. And, uh, you know, like that pass interference for a touchdown when they when they uh, caught it over Noah Kleikman's head uh, I was in uh, I was in man coverage four straight plays and I'm wondering on fourth down if we should have been in zone again so those are things I can think about as a coach on the bus ride home tonight but uh, you know there, there's just some plays and to North Tama's credit, they made them and we didn't, and that's that's why it was 34 to 18. Yeah, and uh, despite despite uh, what the score was at the time, it seemed like your team on that last drive when you started all the way down here at the two-yard line, that, that seemed like uh, you guys had a lot of heart in that drive, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I, again, I, I there were some plays in the first half where at halftime I, I kind of got on some kids and I'm like, you know, it, we acted like, we were a little hurt and and we didn't put full, forth full effort not a lot of them but a, a few plays and a uh, a few kids and so i i challenged them at halftime and i'm like you know um, some of you are upper classmen this needs to mean a little bit more than it does and and to their credit uh those kids responded in the second half i i can't think of any lack of effort plays in the second half um 
you know, North Tama just made more plays than we did. I'll resume my conversation with AGWSR football coach James Cope next on the Brothers Market Coaches Show. Are you ready to take your education to new heights? Whether you're a high school graduate, a working professional seeking career advancement, or someone looking to explore new passions, Ellsworth Community College has the perfect courses for you. ECC's experienced faculty and state-of-the-art facilities are dedicated to providing you with a top-notch educational experience. From hands-on programs to transfer-ready courses, Ellsworth has a wide range of options to suit your goals and interests. Line up a visit to Ellsworth Community College in Iowa Falls or visit ellsworthcollege.com and take that first step towards success today. Farming isn't just your livelihood, it's your life. No one understands that better than Farm Bureau Financial Services. We offer comprehensive coverage that protects your farm machinery, livestock, and so much more. You'll get customized coverage in one policy with one premium and one deductible when you need it most. Contact me, Farm Bureau agent Barry Hoffmeister in Ackley at 641-847-2376 and learn more about smarter insurance for agriculture. Farm Bureau Property and Casualty Insurance Company, Western Agricultural Insurance Company. Ackley Medical Center is hosting a drive-up flu shot clinic on Saturday, September 30th from 8 a.m. to 12 p.m. in the clinic parking lot. The cost is $30. Cash, check, or credit card insurance will be filed with a copy of your card. This clinic is available for adults and children ages six months and older. High-dose flu vaccinations will be available through filing of insurance only. No other payment option will be available. Ackley Medical Center is healthcare you can count on. And now resume my conversation with AGWSR football coach James Cope on the Brothers Market Coaches Show. A couple of standouts, especially on defense tonight. Caden uh, Abbas was flying around. He had some huge hits, some hits we could hear from the press box. And then um, Aiden Heitland uh, tipped that first pass that was intercepted by Clayton Van Lowe, who had two takeaways tonight. Um, can you just talk about what those guys were able to do on defense tonight? Yeah, and, and Caden and Aiden are never, never uh, effort. You know, they, mm. they always give full effort. They always... You know, uh, they put the time in, they put the work in. Uh, it means a lot to them, and uh, you know that you can't fault them for that. They go hard on both sides of the ball. Um, Clayton Van Low, I don't know if there's a magnet in the football or <laughs> uh, if if he's got a bar and by a bone or something in his body, but it, it's you know Clayton is is the surprise so far for me as a coach of the year because. Uh, he has not played varsity football before this year. Um, he's never played D-line before this year. Um, he's always played in the middle of the linebacking core and the position change has been a huge benefit for him. Uh, in the defensive end position, he's been a huge benefit for the team. And, um, you know, there's some plays like on that counter, that's where I'm, Clayton knows that he's got a He's got a pinch or, or squeeze, as we call it, and sometimes he does, sometimes he doesn't. But he's also a first-year starter, and so with first-year starters come a little bit inconsistently, inconsistency. But uh, again, I'm not going to fault uh, Clayton's effort either. I mean, and, and he's got to lead the team in turnovers on the season by a large margin. So, because I think he's got five or six already this year. So, uh, it is it is fun to see uh, a kid develop like that. You know, so. So there, there are positive things like that tonight, but uh, there weren't enough positive things, and there are definitely a lot of things we got to work on if we're, uh, 
going to have a good homecoming outcome against a very good Nashville playing field team. Yeah, one more thing about tonight's game. Um, th there seemed to be uh, a little bit of a discrepancy, I don't know, but uh, you'd go from under center to shotgun and the snaps were not quite on point at times. Is that just like an execution thing or like what, what was your take on well, that? Well, some of it was, um, and I don't know if you could see this from the press box, but we started the game with uh, Carter Roeder at center. He sprained his ankle last mm -hmm. game, and we switched centers in the second quarter. And uh, Bryce is a lot better under center than he is at shotgun, okay? But, you know, sometimes you get in shotgun hoping you can do something on offense, and, uh, you know, those snaps killed three of our two-point conversions. You know, if we get those three two-point conversions, uh, you know, then we're at, what would have it been? Well, we would have 24, been 24, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, so then then we're within 10, but you know, either way, it, it's it's just one of those things. I'm, if you watch the tape uh, or anybody watches the tape, you'll notice that we moved. Oh, we moved our seven guys that rep varsity O line uh, around into like four different combinations in the game, and and so there's. Again, inconsistency in that because this is the first varsity game I think Bryce has played center maybe in three years. So, hmm. uh, so yeah, I mean it, it goes it goes with it. So for sure. And then uh, when it comes to preparing next week for Nashville Plainfield, obviously I know you haven't looked at them at all yet, uh, at least not extensively. But uh, what are the kind of the biggest things you'll hope well, to hammer out in practice here this week as you prepare for them? They're always a very physical team, so we're going to have to match their physicality after having a very physical game against North Tama. I mean, like you've already said, John, the, the pads were popping tonight on both <laughs> sides. So we got to get healed up. Um, and then I don't need to watch Nashville Plainfield's uh, film. I mean, they've run the wing tee for as long as I've been defensive coordinator for Skip and head coach. So um doesn't matter who the head coach is there they run the the wing tee so we know what they're going to run um the three times i've coached against them they've they've beaten us so uh we need to figure out what we need to do differently than those three attempts to make the fourth attempt uh more favorable uh outcome for us that's been agwsr football coach james cope the brothers market coach show will continue next are you ready for some deals? Are you ready for some great deals from Brothers Market in Parkersburg and Grundy Center? Well, hey, make sure you have that mobile app at checkout because the deals of this week with the app include Jimmy Dean Bacon. You get for $2.49 when you show the mobile app at checkout. Also, your choice of soda, two-liter free at checkout with the Brothers Market mobile app. They're open seven days a week, so get ready for the weekend. Restock your groceries and save at Brothers Market, Parkersburg and Grundy Center, where they treat you like family. Welcome back to the Brothers Market Coaches Show. Now talking with Grundy Center football coach Travis Sajak as the Spartans defeated Pella Christian 38-6 on Friday night to move to 3-0 on the season. Coach Zajac, thanks for taking a little bit of time here uh, as we uh, open things up. Um, uh, sounds like a really solid win for your team. You scored early and often. Uh, walk me through this one from your perspective and how your team was uh, once again able to get the job done here last night. Good morning, John. Thanks so much for having me. Uh, yeah, we, we played... Uh, we played really well last night. Um, we had a really good night offensively. We were very efficient. I think we scored on uh, every drive save for one. Our defense was uh, played played shut down defense once again. We were, we were we were amped up and keyed up for the game. Our kids were excited to host a, 
a really reputable 1A program like Pella Christian. A lot of tradition down there, and uh, we won the game convincingly. I'm really proud of where we're at right now after the non-district slate, but still work to do, but overall a great night uh, for the Bernie Center Spartans. Yeah, so um, you you scored, uh, I saw reports that you scored on your first five possessions and that you also possessed the ball for 16 of the 24 minutes of the first half. Um, can you just uh, elaborate kind of on that that ball control offense and how your team was really able to control things in that first half? It was it was just is the kids and their execution. I mean, we, we we really haven't changed anything since since week one. It's just, you know, the, the kids continue to improve. And, um, you know, I Christian, dangerous this and dangerous skilled players on offense. Some really talented kids when they, when they have the ball in their hands, especially in the backfield. So we were kind of going in thinking if we could possess it a little bit longer and try to you know, keep the possession or two away from them, that would do a, a great benefit to us. And obviously with our efficiency, being able to score so many times in the first half that we kind of, uh, put the game out of reach. Uh, they would. They were going to struggle to kind of throw the ball to, to catch up. And um, just again, proud of our, our kids for execution and being able to play the way that they did. Yeah. So uh, taking a look at uh, the uh, scoring summary here. Um, you have a field goal on the opening on the opening drive. It appears uh, twenty nine yards from Colin Gordon. Um, a few different touchdowns, and then it looks like maybe maybe your biggest play of the night, a 42-yarder from Colin Gordon to uh, Tiernan Vokes. Um, just uh, what were some maybe some of those uh, biggest highlight plays throughout that, uh, especially in that first half when you are really pulling away like that? Well, that one kind of stands out because that was the long pass, and really it was more of just a, you know, we earned a first down, and you know, we were on the plus side of the 50s, so just kind of trying to take a shot and, and the concept that we had called, we'd seen on film that they'd struggled a little bit to cover in the first two weeks. So we put it out there, and uh, Tiernan was, was wide open. Uh, Colin was able to put the ball over the safety's hands that kind of closed on it late. And, uh, Tiernan was able to stretch it for, uh, for the touchdown. But uh, just overall, the consistency in our, uh, in our rushing attack, I was most pleased with probably last night. Uh, you know, we've been... In fits and starts, we've been running the ball well, but last night we uh, we were incredibly balanced that way. You know, I think the overall stats, I think we had like uh, 226 yards rushing, a little over 200 yards passing, so that's right where we want to be as far as you know, 50-50 split. And Colin was much more efficient last night. Receivers were running crisp routes. It was, um, you know, as far as like highlight plays of the first half, a big one to Tiernan obviously stands out, but it's just the methodical drives. Was really that stands out to me, and like you mentioned earlier, just possessing the football. Uh, and then also on offense, uh, Tiernan Vokes, it looks like he had six catches for uh, 105 yards. Um, Justin Kanak had uh, 119 rushing yards, a um, couple touchdowns as well, rushing touchdown for Brody Zinkiel on 52 yards, and then Colin ran for 60. Um, who are some of those uh, um, off uh, kind of those offensive performers that you kind of want to recognize for this game? Yeah, well, those 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 gentlemen that you mentioned, but also Tate Jarofsky had a great game. You know, and Tate's Tate's uh, one of our captains, and he's a, he's a two way starter this year, and it's relatively you know that's new for him. He, he was not a defensive starter for us last year, uh, but he he's playing really really good football right now for us. Um, Tanner Lobby had another couple big catches last night. Dylan Kanak is flashing uh, a little bit in, at receiver, and then obviously in the in the punt return game. Uh, you know, all of those skill kids did a nice job, but really uh, our guys up front uh, have, have really started to, to come along. 
you know, kind of from left to right up there. Ryder Ross, Trent Cake Rice, Riker Thorne, Kean Van Horn, and Harry Breckenich. Really proud of those kids and kind of their demeanor. Um, we challenged them this week. You know, Pella Christian had one player in particular that was a big physical kid, and we challenged our guys to kind of want to get after that that guy a little bit, and they did. It was uh, again a pleasure to watch watch our kids play last night. And then uh, defensively, um, for for your team, uh, Pella Christian came into this game after scoring uh, quite a few points in their first couple of games, um, including, uh, you know, they were coming off of an overtime win over their rival PCM, so momentum there. So uh, for their offense, what did you kind of see as you uh, from them as you were scouting them uh, and some things on for your defense that you knew you were going to have to account for and uh, exploit with Pella Christian this week? Well, I kind of think it goes back to really, you know, our defensive coaches, you know, Chris Conger and uh, Jeff Dole, uh, Nick Betts, Gary Kanak, uh, you know, they have, they've got a system in place with their scouting process throughout the weekend to get the kind of table set for the kids and then they fine tune it throughout the week where we, we, we really are pretty good at kind of pegging what the other team wants to do based on a variety of different situations and they, they had the table set for our kids this week. We, we had them dialed in kind of knew what we were going to see based upon ball placement and formation and things like that. And, um, you know, you just keep repeating that to your kids throughout the week when we, we see a formation, what to expect, and, uh, and then the kids just go out and play. And if it wasn't for some uh, some some interesting uh, penalty calls in, in the second half, I think we, uh, a shutout was definitely in order. But we did give up the late touchdown. But uh, all, you know, kids just played their, their hearts out on defense and, uh, pursued the football really well. Yeah, it looks like a leading tackler was Ryder Ross with nine tackles. Uh, Riker Thorne had eight. He also had an interception last night. Uh, Lauby with an interception as well. So uh, w- as far as your thoughts on uh, defensive standouts, who comes to mind tonight, uh, uh, from last night? Yeah, like Ryder is another one. And, you know, the, this two-way starting deal is new for him this year. And, you know, he's, he's continuing to get better. And we've moved him around a little bit, I think, He's played three different positions out of the four on our defensive line. He's starting to settle in at, at a defensive end spot for us, and um, he's not a not an overly not a very big kid, but he's so strong, and uh, there's no quit. He just plays and plays and plays and plays, and he gets in on a ton of tackles. Um, you know, the two that you mentioned with the interceptions, Riker and Tanner. You know, Riker's in the middle of the position switch this year from defensive line to linebacker, uh, playing really well. You know, we've got. Uh, Colin Gordon playing the other corner spot, and he's kind of a shutdown guy over there. Brody Zinkula is, in my mind, he's going to be an all-state caliber player for us this year as a junior. Just, and, uh, just a fantastic player, um, well studied, and he just is very coachable. So uh, we've got a lot of I mean, same kids on both sides of the ball, I guess, John. But they're all doing a really nice job right now. We just uh, have to keep getting, keeping them focused, and uh, from one week to the next, and, and now. Celebrating this one a little bit today, and then moving on to uh, East Marshall. I'll resume my conversation with Grundy Center football coach Travis Zajac next on the Brothers Market Coaches Show. Years of planning and months of construction have come to completion, and Parkersburg's all-new Greenbelt Bank and Trust is now open. With the most modern technologies combined with a comfortable atmosphere, the new Greenbelt Bank and Trust gives you the best banking experience. Leading the way throughout North Iowa and now Parkersburg. Hi, this is Kyle Rice and our staff looks forward to showing off our new digs. Stop by right across from Quickstar in Parkersburg. Greenbelt Bank and Trust, member FDIC, equal housing lender. 
I now resume my conversation with Grundy Center football coach Travis Ajak on the Brothers Market Coaches Show. Your team uh, finishes up non-district play 3-0. and um, You take care of business here these last couple weeks after, you know, squeaking by DNH uh, in week one. Um, your thoughts on non-district uh, as a whole, some of the biggest takeaways um, uh, from these first few games now that you move into district play starting next week. Well, you know, when the non-district schedule came out, it was interesting. You know, Dyke was going to be a, you know, for sure. You know, Coach Betts and I both agree that that you know, want to continue to play that game regardless of classifications. And you know, obviously, if we end up in the same district together, eventually that's a no-brainer. But uh, the other two uh, weren't really expected. You know, AP and, and Pella Christian weren't expecting to have them on the schedule. But that's the way it shook out, and I think it, it's going to serve us well. You know, we've come out of it. Knock on wood, fairly healthy. Uh, I think our kids are, you know, say, a little bit battle-tested just with the physicality with those three football teams. Um, and it's going to serve us really well moving into district play because, you know, now we're, we're – they all count, but these, these are really important weeks. And we've got some interesting weeks coming up with Thursday night games and stuff like that, but we'll worry about that when we get there. Um, now it's all focus on, on East Marshall. Yep, and uh, East Marshall, um, you know, that's a team. They've had uh, had some down years, and uh, going down there, um, obviously a one and two team, a team that you know has has struggled here throughout, uh, you know, throughout the past uh, probably decade or so. But uh, what what's kind of the initial outlook for going down to play East Marshall next week? Well, I've been to the Grand several times to watch my kids and their athletic events, so I, I know how to get there. I don't know an awful lot about uh, you know their their program, and like you mentioned, I know they've struggled a little bit, but. Um, you know, our approach does not change from one week to the next. You know, every, everybody wants to take their best shot. You know, and that was a, a big point of emphasis leading up to Pella Christian. You know, very proud program. They were a 1A quarterfinals last year. Uh, we know that, that, you know, with us and our success last season in Class A, everyone's going to, you know, moving up this class. Everyone wants the, their best shot, and we have to be ready for it. So, East Marshall will be game. I know they'll, they'll probably have some you know, wrinkles up out their sleeve that they'll be ready to kind of roll out against us. But we'll have our kids ready to play and, and go down there and have a good night. All right, Coach, I think that just about covers it. But uh, anything else you want to mention about uh, your game last night or any other players you want to recognize before we wrap up here today? Well, it's not necessarily the high school kids, but uh, you know we had our, our youth football recognition night last night uh, before the game, and we welcomed um, – you know, we had third and fourth grade teams. We got a flag team here in Grundy and a, a YSF padded team, and then a fifth and sixth grade padded team, and then our junior high team. And gosh, John, on the sideline, I bet you we had close to I don't know seventy five, eighty kids on the sideline, all lined up. You know, getting recognized. And that's pretty cool. You know, with uh, the success that we've had here in the last several years, there's a lot of excitement for the sport in our community, and that's an awesome thing. You know, um, I say football is kind of under threat societally and you know the, the more good that we can promote you know every every shred of good news if you can repeat it 10 times I think it's what what the world needs to hear so football is alive and well here in Grundy Center and uh, really excited for those young kids as they continue to age and move up the program and, um, as always thank you so much for your time and go Spartans all right that's Grundy Center football coach Travis Zajac here on the Brothers Market Coaches Show more is coming up next 
Digital coupons. Check out the digital coupons on the Brothers Market mobile app this week. Some great buys when you have those and show them at checkout, including Fiora bath tissue or paper towels for just $3.99. Cafe Valley four-pack of muffins for $2.99. How about Johnsonville ground sausage or patties for $2.99? And avocados are just $0.49. Get these deals by getting the digital coupons off the Brothers Market mobile app and shop Brothers Market in Parkersburg and Grundy Center this week where they treat you like... Family. Welcome back to the Brothers Market Coaches Show, talking to South Harden football coach Nick Eller as uh, the Tigers fell 35-26 to to Applington Parkersburg on uh, Friday night. Uh, coach, I uh, imagine this is probably a tough one to swallow. Uh, you take an early lead there in the first half, but uh, give up 21 points in the second quarter and uh, unfortunately unable to find the scoreboard at all in that uh, second half. Um, walk, walk me through, through this one and, um, how, how things ultimately came up short for your team tonight. Yeah, really, uh, really a disappointing game, to be honest with you. Um, really frustrated with, um, how we played where I saw us play some really, really good football and I saw us play some really, really bad football. It was just a really bad mix of both all night long. Um, uh, some of that's a credit to Abbott and Parkersburg. Um, I thought they played a pretty good game. Most part, they made some more turnovers than they probably liked, but some of those we caused too. Um, but really, really disappointed uh, in just our whole group. And um, coaching-wise, we didn't do a very good job either, so we've got to be better with that. But we just threw away an opportunity tonight, and it's frustrating as a coach. Um, thought we started out really well. Um, I think we went up 7-0, 14-7, something like that. Um, and, and we're moving the ball well, running the ball well. Jackson Jury, again, ran the ball really well tonight. Um, and, and just kind of we're controlling the game and, and get to about the middle of that second quarter like you're talking. Um, the wheels just kind of came off. On, on We had a couple bad turnovers on our, that were our own fault. Um, and then also um, they, and they made some nice plays, no doubt about that. Um, but then just completely shot ourselves in the foot with, uh, with, with some just bad tackling, uh, bad discipline on defense, different things like that. Um, and then really a big momentum turn was right before half. We turn the ball over, they go score. They can make it 26-21. Uh, and I think right before that it was 26-7, something like that maybe. Um, so just a complete wheels fell off middle of the second quarter. Um, and then we run a kickoff return back for a touchdown right before halftime. Uh, gets called back on a horrendous call. Uh, of, a, of a blindside block that was not. So just really killed the momentum of the game uh, for us, uh, obviously not them, um, and really disappointing that you just those kind of plays get called and, and, and are just such momentum killers. I don't think people understand how big they were. So we didn't come back from that, and we've got to do better at that and um, and, and come, you know, find a way to still make a make – a, Make a game uh, and win a game when that's when that kind of thing happens. Uh, but really, just killed our momentum at that point. We went in still with a lead, but boy, you could tell our guys' sales were down with that with that thing getting called back um, and flipped theirs the other way, where they were pretty excited. Boy, we came all the way back, but just about were put away, and then they came back. You know, to make a five point game at halftime, and it seemed like we never could recover from that. Just didn't play very well the second half, tackled very badly in the second half again. Um, and then just couldn't get anything on offense going. Drove the ball decently most of the time, but just could never put a whole drive together uh, as a whole for the whole second half. And that's 
that's on uh, me calling the plays. And I, I was frustrated with how we how we operated tonight on offense and defense both. So we've just got to do a better job executing and calling stuff as coaches and uh, clean up a lot of stuff and, and go from there. Yeah, and when you say you, there were times you played well and times you played uh, really bad, um, it sounds like it's kind of a, an issue with uh, consistency. So when it comes to like coaching that type of stuff, like how, how, like how do you coach like playing with consistency? How do, how does a team go about you know turning that around and playing more consistent? Yeah, the, 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 some of that I would some of that I would contribute to some growing pains. We got some young dudes out there, and they were in, they're in a heated game uh, on the road. Um, but I think you, I think you can get some of that just some immaturity. So that, that and that stuff, I wasn't really, you know, I kind of expect some of that. Uh, with Peyton had three, Peyton our quarterback, uh, sophomore had three interceptions tonight. You know, and they weren't horrible plays, but just things that he knows he's got to take. You know, be better with. Um, and I knew at some point this year he's going to throw an interception, so it wasn't like you know the end of the world. Um, but just gotta gotta hope that our guys are learning from them. Don't you know? Don't kind of have that wheels fall off the bus moment. Um, and we had too much of that tonight where we would just be, if we did something, it was bad. Um, and then, you know, that I saw some spots where we came back and fought pretty well. So that was good to see. So there's, there's tons of good takeaways, um, but tons of not good takeaways too. So that's why it was kind of a frustrating game. Um, but consistency, if you asked, it's just, I think that's just something we've got to keep hammering in practice. Um, unfortunately, I think some of these young guys are going to have to have some of it happen in the game and they've got to figure out how to come back from it. Uh, and learn from it so I think you know there's there's definitely things we'll figure out from tonight so that's a good thing maybe that we get figured out now instead of in district play um but definitely uh I mean I thought a big difference tonight was there most of their skill guys are seniors uh most of our skill guys are, are juniors and sophomores um and I think that was a big difference tonight they had some pretty good matchups with us that that we were you know that were tough for us um and the difference in the game, we you know, we kind of said coming in after last week when we talked was our, our line is mostly all seniors and theirs was not. And we didn't consistently uh, dominate up front of there enough. I think we still ran for 160, 70 yards, so not a horrible night of rushing. But I, I was hoping for better um, and more kind of control the clock type stuff. Um, and we did not do that, you know, well enough that we could just rely on that. So that made it so we had to kind of, try and throw against that a secondary that's all seniors and pretty experienced and good players. And so that was just a bad combo for us that way, both. Uh, one more question about tonight's game. Um, I, I heard some reports that AP kind of threw a wrench into things as far as their offense. They moved away from the wing T and ran some spread from what I understand. Is that something that kind of maybe um, threw a wrench into your uh, defensive game plan as far as, uh, you know, defending what AP had to offer? Definitely did. Yep, definitely did. Did not have not seen um, have not seen any of the offensive playbook this year so far until tonight. So that was definitely a tough part of that. Not not seeing we still don't need to adapt, uh, but did not see any of the hurry up wing T. They still had a wing back, but just was not the same the same running game stuff. I think it was all shotgun. Hardly have ever seen them in shotgun. So it was a that was a definite wrench, and, you know. And we got a young, inexperienced team in some spots. I think that threw us for a loop. Uh, so that definitely didn't help. Um, so yeah, no doubt about that. And they ex- executed it pretty well. You could tell it was their first time running some of it, just with the snaps and different things like that. So I understand that. Um, but as a whole, I thought they executed pretty well for their first time running a lot of that stuff. Um, but that definitely threw a wrench into things. We did not prepare for that all week long. Really had no reason to, just because we hadn't seen any of that. Um, you know, coming in, 
but that's football. You know, I don't get too worked up about that stuff just because I we could do the same thing to other teams and they could do it back to us. Uh, you got to be able to adapt and still go play. And like I said, that was where some of the bad came in. We just did not adapt well tonight, did not handle the adversity as well as we needed to. Um, and that, like I said, I hope it's a growing game for us. With it being a non-district game, it's, it's a better time there to happen than in district. Uh, but we definitely got to figure out, you know, kind of how to kind of just keep our keep our composure, keep momentum when we got it, uh, put a team away. We had a chance to put them away tonight. It was there's no doubt about it. It was 26 to seven. Uh, we get a stop, get the kick return, you know, kind of things like that. Boy, it's a 30, you know, it's 33 seven or 33 14. That's a big difference going into halftime, um, and did not, you know, just did not do that. So that's on us to put teams away, finish teams off. Um, and we did not do it. I'll resume my conversation with South Harden football coach Nick Eller next on the Brothers Market Coaches Show. It's time for another hour of your favorite yacht rock and classic hits. This is 99 The Wave. KQCR 98.9 Parkersburg. An on-the-go media station. Are you ready to take your education to new heights? Whether you're a high school graduate, a working professional seeking career advancement, or someone looking to explore new passions, Ellsworth Community College has the perfect courses for you. ECC's experienced faculty and state-of-the-art facilities are dedicated to providing you with a top-notch educational experience. From hands-on programs to transfer-ready courses, Ellsworth has a wide range of options to suit your goals and interests. Line up a visit to Ellsworth Community College in Iowa Falls or visit ellsworthcollege.com and take that first step towards success today. At Greenbelt Bank & Trust, we are proud to offer convenient products and services from checking accounts to investments to competitive loans to meet all of your financial needs. Our family locally owned bank cares about you and your family. We can and want to help you plan for everything from your child's education to your retirement and all the vacations and vehicle purchases in between. With all these great advantages, what are you waiting for? We make banking comfortable, stress-free, and easy. Come and see for yourself. Stop into one of our convenient locations or visit our website at greenbeltbank.com for full details of all our products and services. Your full-service financial institution, Greenbelt Bank and Trust of Iowa Falls, Ackley, Eldora, Rugby Center, Belmont, and Parkersburg. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. I now resume my conversation with South Harden football coach Nick Eller on the Brothers Market Coaches Show. So you finish up district play one and two. Um, I guess kind of just your your biggest takeaways from this non-district uh, se- portion of the season. Now that you're uh, jumping into you know the the bulk of the schedule with uh, district play at Albertette starting next week. Yeah, well, I think this has been a really good non-district schedule for us. It's really challenged us, um, and I'm hoping maybe now we get to district play, we got a little better feel for some of these teams. We're not getting. Uh, we've had three polar opposite offenses uh, each week, so it's been a tough matchup for us. Um, and, you know, getting the kids to transition to the next one's tough. Um, and then this week, seeing, it, seeing an offense we had not prepared for. So that's, it's been very challenging, but I'm hoping, like I said, that really plays into our, plays into our district schedule and we're ready for, for about anything. So I'm hoping that's the case. Um, it's been a frustrating district, non-district here where I could probably point four plays total in the whole three games and we could be sitting three now um, instead of one and two. Um, so that's frustrating as a coach that we're that close, but just, you know, just missing here and there. Um, so definitely, definitely tons to learn about uh, that we've learned about and kind of figured out some things. You know, I had a couple tough injuries this week. Uh, had a player player step away from the team. That was a tough, tough loss for us this week. So we've had 
had a uh, had a had a rough week kind of coming in, just kind of trying to get our bearings of where some new guys were going to be stepping up and playing. So I think that added to our week and our kind of our non-district finish here. Uh, but now I think we're hopefully you know kind of settled in, know kind of where we're going to be at. We can hit districts here, running running full bore and go from there. All right, and Albernet they moved to two and one with a thirty-three to six win over Dyersville Beckman here tonight. So, um, and just uh, just looking at their schedule here, um, without uh, looking any further, um, looks like it's a team that's kind of steadily improved their results. Uh, tough loss to Northland week one, close win over Comanche, and then they had their way with Beckman. Just what's your thoughts on uh, facing them next week and what they might offer for you guys? Definitely, yeah, definitely going to be a tough game. Um, I don't. Our district is there's not a weak spot in there. Uh, I'd say East Marshalls maybe are the you know the weakest of our district, but they've been still playing a lot better football than they had in the past. Um, so boy, there's 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 not an easy game here, you know, for the rest of the season. Um, so we've definitely got to got got to come in prepared. Uh, long road trip. I think that's something that we got to be ready for. Um, but they did a really good job of mixing the pass and run up, um, and and have good athletes and always seem to. So we'll. We'll have our hands full. Um, I'm hoping we learn a lot from this week because it's a little bit, it's kind of some of the similar stuff they'll do. Um, so I think that's something we definitely hope we can learn from. And then uh, try and just, you know, we've got to just clean the slate. This is a tough loss, a frustrating loss. It got a loss. I think a lot of guys were, were pretty upset about it. I think we knew we were the better team and had to had these guys wherever we wanted them and let them let it slip away. Um, so definitely just trying to kind of get guys back. Uh, spirits up, confidence back up. And, and go over there and, and take care of business. All right, South Harden football coach Nick Eller, thanks so much for the time tonight, coach, and uh, best luck with district play starting next week. You bet. Thanks for having me on. More is coming up next on the Brothers Market Coaches Show. Radio on the go news, covering North Iowa with over 35 years of experience and local relationships. Catch Brian Fancher with local news on 99 The Wave. Welcome back to the Brothers Market Coaches Show. I'm now joined by Clarksville football coach Darren Bolin as the Indians picked up another victory here on Friday night, 36-15 to over Janesville. Coach, thanks for taking a little bit of time. I understand you were trailing early in this one. It was a close game to halftime. I, think, I believe I saw 14-9. to And then uh, you end up coming out on top here by, uh, by 21 points, a three-score game. Walk me through this one and how your team was able to uh, come back and uh, win this one. Yeah, you know, it was it was a very tough game. It was a pretty hard-fought battle, and uh, we, we did get down early. Um, they they took the opening kickoff, and um, I think we made them punt that first series, but then uh, they made us punt, which we haven't done hardly all year. But um, they drove the ball and, and, and uh, scored. Uh, we Our defenders were right there to make a play, and uh, they threw a pass over top of us. We just didn't make a play on the ball, and – uh, they, their guy caught it, and they scored. And then their very next series, uh, we fumbled in, in our own territory, and they got it. Got it, and and to our credit, we we held them, and then they kicked a field goal. So we were down nine nothing pretty early, and and uh, that's you know, it it kind of had our our guys, uh, you know, facing a little adversity for the first time this year, and uh, we we did have our heads down for a little bit, but then we came back and. Uh, once we got the ball, you know, again, we made some adjustments on offense. Uh, they, they showed us a defense that they haven't played all year. And, and we made some adjustments and was going to work for us. And we stuck with that and, and started having some success at uh, running the ball. So, uh, yeah, it was it was a good victory for us. 
Yeah, so uh, after after getting down nine nothing like that, um, what did you like about what you what you saw from your team as far as being able to um, respond to that adversity and you know not letting it uh, not letting it get to you guys too much because I mean you guys ultimately came back. But what did you like uh, what you saw from your guys at that point to turn this one around? Yeah, you know we we were just wanting to get you know to be on offense. You know I I think when we started the game we liked starting with the ball and. Janesville won the toss and they decided they wanted the ball and, and, uh, they, they got up on us and, and it, it was, it, we had to fight back and Janesville was, they were running the ball effectively against us and they were being physical against us. And, you know, I, like I said before, you know, in past weeks, that's a concern of ours is, is being able to play physical football and Janesville out hit us that first quarter. And then we kind of made the adjustments and, and got back to, to what we do best. And uh, we, we got a couple of quick scores and got up on them. And, and then we got the ball in the second half to start and we drove down and, and scored again. So that kind of uh, kind of set the tone again for, for the second half for us. So I know last week uh, we had talked about you were uh, missing Eli Schmidt. Were you able to get him back in at all, or was it kind of a thing where he's still needing some rest up for uh, for the rest of the season here? Well, we, we played him on offense. Uh, he didn't play any defense tonight. And on offense, he basically was uh, leading the team and just handing the ball off. I think he, he might have uh, carried the ball once on a, on a bad snap where he had to take off and run and and we threw a, a pass to him on a two-point conversion, but that's that's the only time that um, he had to to run the ball or or be involved with it. But other than that, he was just managing the game and handing the ball off. So he did get to play, which was nice. But uh, it was good to give him another week of, of rest too. So I noticed in uh, last week's game, uh, you guys did not attempt a single pass. Did you get back to any of that tonight, or was it all exclusively run again? No, no, it it was. Probably ninety nine percent run again, but uh, we did we did throw a couple passes. Um, I can't tell you what what our percentage was, but I know we had uh, we had a long pass that was you know probably should have been complete. Our guy had it right there in his hands, and he just dropped it. But uh, you know, I, I we didn't pass very much. You know, again we we say that all the time that we want to pass more, but we're just not doing it. So um, our, our run game is just being effective. I'll resume my conversation with Clarksville football coach Darren Bola next on the Brothers Market Coaches Show. Butler Bremer Communications is a proud supporter of Saturday's Clarksville Coaches Corner segment here on 99 The Wave. Your friends at Butler Bremer cheer on the Indian football, volleyball, and cross-country teams and wish all students, teachers, and families a great school year. For school, business, farm, or personal needs, make sure you have dependable, high-speed internet from Butler Bremer Communications. They also provide Clarksville with dependable telephone and cable TV services. Butler Bremer Communications of Plainfield, bringing the world to Clarksville. When making important life decisions about your financial future or insurance needs, it's important to work with people you trust. That's why at Farm Bureau Financial Services, we don't rely on algorithms, bots, or auto-generated answers. We get to know you, so we can help you get the right coverage and make smart financial decisions. Visit Farm Bureau agent Dave Eberline in downtown Clarksville or call Dave at 319-278-1144. It's your future. Let's protect it. 
I now resume my conversation with Clarksville football coach Darren Bolin on the Brothers Market Coaches Show. McCade Bloker, who entering this game, um, had 448 yards on 54 carries, so that's 8.3 yards per carry uh, right there. Um, tied for the team high in rushing touchdowns as well. I mean, having a guy like that, uh, just just talk about how much of a luxury that is. Obviously, there's that you know, there's that factor with the offensive line as well, but I mean, he's got to have great field vision too, and all that good stuff that a good running back has to have, right? Yeah, definitely. He, you know, he's he's really our catalyst for everything. He's he's 205 pounds, and he he's he's fast. Uh, so he could outrun you, or he can just lower his head and just run you over. And tonight, he gained a lot of tough yardage for us tonight. Uh, he had a couple of defenders that he would drag on about every play. So um, he's definitely the guy that we rely on, you know, quite a bit. So he's he's very special, and we're glad that he's on our team. And then can you just uh, tell me a little bit about your, your line play as well? Because, I mean, that's obviously got to be a, a huge factor in this run game too. Yeah, you know, I'm like I said, after they came out in the forefront and we weren't expecting that. Um, had two guys in the A-gaps and um, they were kind of stuffing us on that first series. Uh, we were trying to spread the ball out and try to get them to widen out a little bit, but they, they stayed in there. So we just started running power and our guys – did a phenomenal job of, of getting off the football and and uh, getting into the, the defenders and, and opening up some holes for our guys. So uh, they, they did an outstanding job. And uh, let's see, one of the guys that uh, – I saw some reports here that uh, Rox, Rex Ross was uh, – looks like he was having a nice game. I'm seeing a report that he was disruptive. Uh, what, what can you tell me about his game tonight? Yeah, he was very good on the defensive side. Um, whenever they wanted to pass, he was right in their face. So that, that definitely helped our DBs and the coverage. And They weren't very successful on their passing game either. So um, they were more run-oriented. And, and so he, was, he, he did a great job of doing that, great job of, of containing whenever he had to, to – whenever they ran the ball to his side. Um, but, yeah, he was, just, he was just outstanding tonight. And – on the offensive side too, he was opening holes up and and, and down blocking and uh, just he just did, had a great job. So now, when it comes to uh, this next week, getting ready for Tripola, I'll ask about uh, them specifically here in a sec. But um, after you know facing some of that adversity tonight, what are come, kind of some of the things that maybe kind of got revealed about your team that you're going to have to like you hammer out in practice here this upcoming week is, I mean, you're, you're four and oh now, but I mean, you face some adversity tonight. So I got to imagine there's some things that, uh, that uh, is going to need to be worked on here next week. Yeah, definitely. We, we do have some areas that we need to get better at. And I think uh, one of the things like, you know, it, it's going to sound like a broken record, but we need to be more physical and we need to be able to tackle with our shoulders. Uh, we seem to be, uh, arm tackling a little bit too much but uh, you know other than that I, I think we're we're in position to, to make plays um our, our linebackers were reading the ball a little bit better tonight maybe sometimes too good they were flying in there and, and Janesville kind of had a uh, an offense where they're a little bit more patient in the backfield waiting for things to open up and we got a little bit over anxious uh with our linebackers flying in there and they they took advantage of that so we got to be able to to read a little bit better at that position and, and, and just make plays on the ball. 
And then next week, it's a road trip over to, to Tripola. Uh, looks like they picked up their first win of the season tonight, so they're one and two now. Um, looks like a, it was kind of a track meet with them last year. They got you 58 to 42. Um, so what's kind of the outlook for facing uh, Tripola this time around? Well, you know, we just, we got to, again, we got to focus on ourselves and getting better. And I think uh, Tripola lost a lot from last year, but, you know, when they're coming off uh, their first win of the season, that's going to get the guys fired up and, and hungry to get that second one. So uh, we definitely got to be, be ready and, and we got to prepare this week like it's going to be another battle. Clarksville head coach Darren Bowen, thanks so much for the time and we'll catch you next week. All right. Thank you. Appreciate it. More is coming up next on the Brothers Market Coaches Show. Getting ready for a tailgate or maybe a watch party this weekend or maybe just regular dinner or lunch. Stock up on your groceries and save with Brothers Market in Parkersburg and Grundy Center where this week they have 85% lean ground beef for $4.49 a pound. Gator egg eight packs for $5.99. Top sirloin steak for $6.99 a pound. Gala apples come in at $1.29 a pound. Best choice beans or tomatoes for $0.88 cents each. Plus they have some other great digital coupon deals on the Brothers Market mobile app. So check that out as well as... And save on your grocery needs at Brothers Market, Parkersburg, and Grundy Center. They're open seven days a week. Back one final time with this week's edition of the Brothers Market Coaches Show. Big shout out to all of our coaches for joining us on the show today. Week three is in the books, and district play will start for all of our local teams next week. Our broadcast will be AGWSR at home against Nashua Plainfield. 615 Rolling Ford Road to the Dome Warm-Up Show, 7 o'clock kickoff for week four next week. Our next local sports cast will be this coming Tuesday night when the Dyke, New Hartford, and Grundy Center volleyball teams are at Summoner Fredericksburg for a triangular 520 pregame, 530 first serve. That is going to be an epic night of volleyball. Three of the top four ranked teams in Class 2A will be there on Tuesday night. And then later today, we're going to have Northern Iowa Panther football. They will host Weber State in their home opener, 3 o'clock pregame, 4 o'clock kickoff here on the Wave. Thanks for tuning in to this week's edition of the Brothers Market Coaches Show. I'm John Moinkle reporting for Radio On The Go Sports. You've been listening to the Brothers Market Coach's Corner. Now checked out for this Saturday. If you missed today's program, listen to the podcast under the sports tab at RadioOnTheGo.com. Tune in again next Saturday at 10 a.m. as we bag up another order from our area coaches on the Brothers Market Coach's Corner on 98.9 KQCR Parkersburg. And remember, for groceries this weekend, shop Brothers Market, Parkersburg, and Grundy Center, and make sure to download their free mobile app for exclusive specials. Brothers Market, where they treat you like family.